0: Hello, Magical mamas, and welcome to episode 32 of the Magical Mothering podcast. I'm Dania Foster, Elemental Energetics Therapist and Naturopath, Nurturer of mamas who are struggling with disconnect whilst raising highly sensitive kids. Today, I'm talking about my journey out of antidepressants. You can check out all the show notes at daniafoster.com slash blog slash episode 32. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. So it's taken a while for me to put this potty together. So thank you for being patient with me while I unravel my story and prepare myself for the vulnerabilities of what I want to share. It's my birthday this week and I've been reflecting on the year that's been and I'm currently doing a program with a fellow naturopath to help me connect in with my cycles because with all of the healing journey that I have been my been going through for the years, and um, that I will talk about, my cycle has been thrown out of balance for quite some time, and I am bringing it back into sync. But healers need healers, and. A big learning curve for me is reaching out and asking for help and not needing to do everything all on my own. So reaching out and getting somebody else to be accountable for my health as well as myself is a big thing and have somebody else looking at the bigger picture, whereas I might get lost in the details. It's really helpful to me. So that's a journey that I'm on. Uh, and while I've been in that journey, and also noticing that it's my birthday coming up is just reflecting on where i was this time last year and what have i moved through in that year and i've been thinking how proud i am of the journey that i have been on in just one year so this time last year i was a mess i was in a state of panic attacks over leaving my home driving anywhere was a huge effort that would leave me feeling so much terror i was so scared that I would pass out. I was overcome with depression where I just wouldn't have any energy to do anything. I just wanted to stay in bed. And yeah, it was a huge step for me to reach out um, to my friends and tell them how bad things had gotten, take away those masks and just be seen in my vulnerabilities. And it was really big for them to nudge me to go and see a GP and get on a mental health plan. So I'm grateful for them for doing that. I'm grateful for my family for holding that space for me Um, and Jared. Yeah, (laughs) so I have very little trust in the medical system after being let down by them in the past. And I'd taken on that. I'll just do it all myself attitude. And you can see that with the way that I birthed my last baby where I just didn't want to trust the system. I didn't want to let anybody in. And I took all of my, my pre prenatal care postpartum care all upon myself and that's that's quite a toll to be able to take all of that on for your own healing I found a GP um that I I hadn't seen one for years I had to find a new one I scheduled a long appointment so I could talk freely um I knew there was a lot of backlog to how I got here and I wanted to be able to get everything off my chest. And I wanted to be able to, to tell her that I think this is related and this is related. And this is all of the sort of mind map that I've got going on here. That's that, that mind, I see the big picture and I've got all of these little details and I get stuck in that overthinking. So in my session, I told her about my depression and about my fatigue and about the panic attacks and not wanting to leave the home she asked me about my sleep, which was, I was really grateful for. I knew this was a huge contributing factor and it's often overlooked in the mainstream medical realm. And I told her I'm still co-sleeping and breastfeeding with my, he was then three years old. And she was really concerned about that and suggested that I stop so that I can prioritize my sleep. But I'm still breastfeeding and co-sleeping, my now four-year-old, so that wasn't an option for me. I I told her that the fear that comes with driving has been ever since I had an accident on the highway when I rode off my four-wheel drive when somebody else slammed into me. Wasn't my fault, but of course, I took all of the blame on myself and how I felt the only reason me and my baby survived was that we were in such a tough vehicle like you know anything smaller than this big 4 drive we would have been crumbled was that thought process the story I kept telling myself I shared the nightmares that followed of my children dying and how I felt so responsible and reckless as their mother I felt like that was I was a reckless mother for having that letting having let that happen And I told her about my cycles being irregular and the increased PMS that made everything worse, my irritability. And I told her about my family history that I won't go into details about here. These things felt like big indicators for me. And I wanted them to be investigated and held with reverence. And in the end, at the end of this appointment, I felt heard even though I did feel some judgment from my co-sleeping and the extended breastfeeding relationship. And she was really surprised at our homeschooling lifestyle and seemed to be questioning, why would I want to choose to have my kids with me every day? Like, don't you need a break? But those, those aren't my issues. That's not what I came for. That's, that's her, her, her issues, not mine. So she ended up describing me for a lot, fluoroxetine which is an SSRI, a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor and she gave me a referral to a psychologist who specializes in PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder and that psychologist was um, known for using EMDR therapy which is eye movement desensitization and reprocessing therapy. So EMDR is a non-invasive process where we are moving our eyes in a specific manner to guide your body to change the way memories are stored in the brain, and this helps you to process trauma. It took almost three months to get in to see the psych, and through that time, I took the antidepressant medication. I could really tell that I had taken it. In fact, if I missed it, I would be feeling the rising panic that morning. And I remember having a shower one day and just breaking down. And then I had the thought of, like, I just felt I was breaking down in the shower thinking, how am I supposed to face this day? And then I remembered that I hadn't taken my little pill. (laughs) That little pill is like a tranquilizer of calm. So I got out of the shower and took it. And then within half an hour I felt ready to get in the car and go out for the day and then by the time it was an hour I was back to my normal self thinking why was that why was I breaking down that seems so silly so taking the anti-depression. Depressant medication. It enabled me to get up and get moving. It helped me get my rhythm back into flow that was supportive for me. It got me out of the house and driving again, seeing people again. And I was able to attend uni on campus. I went to clinic and um, saw clients. I was able to work again. So I can really see why taking antidepressants is so beneficial in supporting people who are struggling with anxiety and depression and other mood disorders. So SSRI's aim is to increase the supply of serotonin to the brain. Serotonin is associated with happiness, focus, and calm. SSRI's actually also have a component of anti-inflammatory action, which is a contributing factor to bringing those inflammatory markers down and help you get to a baseline to be proactive about your health again. So serotonin is a neurotransmitter or a messenger of the brain. It's made from an essential amino acid called tryptophan, which comes from protein, and it's made in the gut. As a naturopath, I know that the gut is the second brain, and if there is imbalance of neurotransmitters and overall picture of nutritional depletion, especially postpartum after all of the demands that have been placed on this body that is still breastfeeding a child, We can address the functionality of the gut to be able to break down the right foods, proteins, and fats that are needed to get the right amino acid building blocks to build the needed precursors to neurological health. And this is a supportive intervention for mental health. We can do this alongside taking medication. For me, on my personal journey in taking these antidepressants, I lost my creative energy. Personally, I couldn't write. I couldn't connect with my poetic heart. I really struggled to channel my guidance and my libido was shot. Even if I wanted sex in my head, my body just wouldn't compute it. I couldn't orgasm. What was really good in my life was just gone. So personally, I didn't want to stay taking this medication forever. I had to come up with a plan. <laughs> and. Although my GP had suggested for me to incrementally increase my dose, I began decreasing my dose incrementally. So now that the meds had brought me back from a minus five situation, now that my, my rhythm was back and I was able to get out and move my body, get some sunlight and get back to cooking really good foods again, I had brought myself to a baseline where I could look at myself and see what I needed. I'll mention here that I also started supplementing with um, a supplement called 5-HTP, which is one of the precursors or the building blocks to increase serotonin in the gut. So I started supplementing with that as well as some other things. So I was building myself back up nutritionally. Uh, my husband and I started Wim Hof breathing in the morning and then we'd follow that with a cold shower together And that's really good for vagus nerve and the vagus nerve stimulation through breathe breath work, cold water therapy, uh, singing, humming, uh, lots of different things that we can do for that. But by stimulating the vagus nerve, it actually takes your nervous system out of fight, flight, react (laughs) responses to drop it into a a nervous system response of feeling calm of rested digestion and responsiveness so it takes us to a sense of feeling and sensing rather than reacting it takes us to a sense where we can drop back into our intuitive knowing bringing back that that sense of feeling guided by that inner source I did yoga on TV at home. I invited the kids to come join me. It's really important to note that self-care doesn't have to be all in the time that you're free unto yourself. We can incorporate our kids into these practices that give us strength. And that's really the key to mothering with strength is being able to find things that you can do with your kids there, with your kids present. Chasing your passions alongside your kids is what's going to keep you on, on path. Okay, with typical depression, chemical imbalance depression, you can't eat, you can't sleep. Atypical depression is the opposite. You may be overeating, oversleeping, and this has been shown to be more aligned with a picture of depression as a symptom of inflammation. Knowing my own humoral temperament as a phlegmatic which is cold and wet like water. I am, to my benefit, very stable and calm by nature with a resilient nervous system that can handle a lot. But I'm also, on the tipping end of that scale, I'm overly stagnant in my energy. So I would joke then say sometimes I'm too grounded in that I become an unmovable mountain. <laughs> and that can lend to slower digestion, which leads to holding onto toxic loads and deeper fatigue and deeper, more buried emotional states. And this requires movement to get the endorphins going again, as well as emotional intelligence or awareness to stop that phlegmatic temperament from taking over. Also knowing my iridology, being able to read the irises of your eyes, I have a lymphatic tophi constitution and that indicates a predisposition towards congestion and stagnation of lymph and toxic loading to be aware of. And that's supported through daily movement and dry brushing. So this is all coinciding with my Ayurvedic dosha as a kapha, which is elements of water and earth. So I need to be mindful of excess moisture such as stagnation and candida of the gut. Kafirs may need to work extra hard to keep things in balance to avoid this excess moisture, this excess mucus, candida, weight gain and too much sleep. can easily tip into that. So... we we can see a pattern here or a constitutional pattern where the increased stagnation and slowed lymphatic flow can lead to these symptoms of inflammation. Physical activities are anti inflammatory and support lymphatic drainage and so does drinking more water and of course food as medicine. So the first stage is to remove these barriers to health, the things that we consume that are contributing to inflammatory state. So that's grains especially gluten dairy sugar alcohol caffeine and whilst working we do this whilst working on the gut so that we can maximize absorption and gain the precursors to our body being able to synthesize the needed hormones neurotransmitters that are required for optimal brain function so I'm not perfect though, by any means, like don't get the wrong idea. Self-compassion is one of my biggest tenets of health. And whilst I'm strict on no gluten, as I've recognized the highest inflammatory reaction there, if I have a bit of sugar or alcohol here or there, I'm not about to beat myself up over it. Okay. So when we are considering the barriers to health in the things that we are consuming, we also need to be aware of the thoughts and stories that we are consuming so cleansing ourselves from these is so important to the process of the healing journey alongside cleansing any stagnant emotions stagnant passions and creative forces that are not getting the recognition recognition that they desire so I gave up coffee once before for my health after a health crisis, similar to this after the birth of my second child. In that situation, I was surviving a five instant coffees a day and then a big serve of cheesy pasta bake for dinner. So cute inflammation galore there. Uh, I bought coffee back into my life when I realized that I really missed having a decent coffee. So we got a good coffee machine and organic beans that get ground in, my sh- in the machine just before it's made. Uh, my, hus- my husband making me a coffee is a love language that I'm not prepared right now to give up, I'm not prepared to change that. And right now I don't even want a coffee when we go out because these are just so good. And it's something that I just really appreciate. And it's a moment in my day of gratitude. And so I'm keeping that. What I have done, though, is that I have this big mason jar and I fill it up with warm filtered water. Here it is. And I top that up throughout the day, so I keep my water going in. So fill it up with warm filtered water, fresh lemon, and ginger slices first thing in the morning. And I make sure that I've finished one of those jars before I have my coffee and before I have my coffee I've eaten a cooked breakfast of eggs avocado mushrooms and greens that are cooked in grass-fed butter greens like leek kale spinach asparagus and even broccolini, if I've got that so it just depends what I have so the lemon and ginger in the water is not only just for hydration but it stimulates digestion first thing it increases um that appetite, you know, when you wake up hungry, you want that. You want to wake up hungry. And it helps with the input of hydrochloric acid into the stomach and helps to break down the food. So that helps to maximize your absorption. And also it's a great source of bioavailable vitamin C. So that's great for increasing absorption of iron, supporting the immune system, healing inflammation, and also supports detoxification of the liver and bowels a good quality grass-fed butter is a great source of vitamins as well as butyric acid which is a short-term fatty acid that's anti-inflammatory and regulates blood sugar levels and they regulate your hormones so hormones need good fats like avocado omegas like hemp seeds chia seeds other good seeds, take um, fish oils as well. These types of things really help to build a great foundation to build the hormones, the neurotransmitters that our bodies need. Also, um, a leak a week is a saying that I've taken on board. Leeks are prebiotic foods, meaning that they feed the good bacteria in our gut. Um, keeping them happy alongside asparagus is another one too. So I'm growing leeks in a pot at my front door at the moment and I put the, the used stubs in a jar of water on my windowsill and regrow them into the point where you know, they've, they're big enough now and they can go in the pot and I'll grow them out the front. And it's just so satisfying to just walk out the front door in the mornings and, and pull the leek out of the ground and shake the dirt off its roots and go and chop it up and, and put it in your breakfast. So it's, it's just a really nice little process that we can we can bring into the day so protein is a really key player in the building blocks for neurotransmitters eggs and hemp seeds and chia seeds are great finding high protein snacks to keep the fuel coming in throughout the day really helps to rebuild the nervous system and keep your energy reserves stocked so find little protein snacks that you can just keep that fuel coming I also take liquid herbals for hormone regulation as well as nervine tonics and adaptogens. And I take a prebiotic that contains the strains specific to the microbiome that supports mental health. So they're all the things that I sort of, that I build into my life to bring this all together. When I got to see the psychologist, I had already tapered. Off my medication. It was a long wait list to get in on the public health mental health plan. And she ran me through the plan for EMDR and we planned three fortnightly sessions. She was sure that's all that I would need. So, as I had already done so much inner healing over the years with inner child work, witch wound, and mother wound healing, I had already been healing through the stories that I'd been telling myself. But this new trauma of the accident had triggered something deeper with me. So I had all these sort of snapshots of this is a point that I have healed and this is a point that I have healed and this is a point that I have healed, this this memory and this memory and this memory. But I was amazed how EMDR therapy was able to pick up each of these threads and link them up to the feeling that I had in my body when the accident happened. Then when I would feel that panic coming on, either driving or just going about my day, I recognized that familiar feeling in my body and I was able to send healing to that part of my body and release the stress and reassure safety, reassure that I was no longer reliving those old moments, those old memories. And there's so much that I was able to link and connect through my personal healing over the years. It's hard to encapsulate it in this one story. So to help my, my processing, I carry a dropper bottle of Passion Flower herbal liquid, and that's a beautiful Nervine sedative. And in that little dropper bottle, it's very similar to this. In that little dropper bottle, I also include my flower essences. That support my energetic and emotional shifts that surround the underlying roots to my panic attacks and anxiety and and those little herbal those little flower essence bottles are what I make up for my clients to support their energetic and emotional shifts as they move through these generational lineage healings and these deep witch wound and mother wound journeys and invoking that inner mother to heal the inner child working through these different healings we we rely on our flower essences the healing power of nature to support us while we we make these shifts okay so I was using those to support the underlying roots to my panic attacks and my anxiety something else that supports me is that I make up a nourishing mama milk so you can see the article of that on my blog, on my website. It's called Nourishing the Hypervigilant Mother. And I use a, ch- a combination. So I might put in turmeric, reishi, shatavari, ashwagandha, chamomile, astragalus, cinnamon, all depending on how I feel or change up the mixture. So herbs like these are adaptogenic, anti-inflammatory, immunomodulating, among other things beautiful actions that help to regulate our body and mind holistically and the other thing is creating rituals that strengthen us and attaching these rituals to parts of our rhythm that are already established and that helps us to stay accountable to our healing so i only took these antidepressants for a few months and Worked, and I'm currently working with the biochemical pathways that support me to make the B12, to make the neurotransmitters and the hormones that were depleted. Okay, and it's, it's been a long journey of depletion to get to this point. So we are being very compassionate. I'm being very compassionate with my own journey of building myself back up, of making sure that I implement a rhythm that is supportive for the long-term. It's a building. It's building it back up with um, restoration, really. Okay. But we need to note that individuality is key. As a health practitioner, I see myself as the very biggest experimentation when it comes to implementing practices and trialing herbal and nutritional formulas. And this is in no way medical advice. And if you're wanting to come off your medication, then I recommend that you speak to your trusted healthcare practitioner who was the one that prescribed them to you and devise an individualized approach for you if that's your appropriate path for what you need to do. An individualized approach requires research time for each individual case. There is no one protocol. Uncover the journey that, that has been for you. Know where you want to go. And if you don't know your just destination, at least know which direction you want to go. That's signposted by your values, what strengthens you, what lights you up, and what helps you feel like your most favorite self. So those of us that share our journey with an open-hearted vulnerability like this really open ourselves up to risk. So it's not easy to share my journey with you like this. It's taken a lot of procrastinating to get here, but I believe that sharing our stories unleashes any shame or stigma that hides inside and that only creates more more stagnancy so thank you for listening to me thank you for being gentle with me thanks um for joining me on this magical mothering podcast my name is Dania Foster If you enjoy listening to my stories and philosophies, don't forget to click subscribe so you get an update on my next episode and share it with your friends. I would also love to invite you to come join me in the online group, the Magical Mothering Collective, which is a safe online village for you. So you can see all of the details of that on my website. If you would like a more intimate container to work with me on becoming the grounded guide your child chose you to be, please come visit my website, daniafoster.com or shoot me an email at at daniafoster.com. So much love and appreciation to you on your own magical mothering journey. Lots of love. Bye.